I'm Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. Founded in 1887, the Pittsburgh Pirates are one of the oldest teams in Major League Baseball. Over the last 20 years, they've played in one of the most beautiful stadiums in the country. My guest, Josh Lavallee, is at the helm of that great organization and that beautiful ballpark at the ripe age of 31. When I got this promotion that I just got to be manager of photography to only be that, I, you know, my DMs and Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff blew up and guys and and girls that I've been looking up to and these like other positions and things like that, that I've been like, kind of, you know, you, you don't mean to do it, but you do measure yourself against others. Not so much in like stature, but in stuff of like access and, and the type of images they're able to make, right? And so um, there's your, even yourself, Matt, like you and, and Brace and all these other guys and all these other teams and, and girls and other teams, you know, I looked at them as elite, as like they're at the top of the food chain in terms of sports, along with, you know, SI guys and, and girls and, and, and those types of photographers as well. But like all of a sudden, like I felt that overnight, like I got pushed into there and it was weird for me. It was like, wait a minute, like this can't be like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see myself as like there yet. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from Olympic gold medal winners, Oscar winners, and John Wilhite. You know, maybe I asked a question, the nurse said something, but it didn't all come together until that moment and then I was down and out for two days but it was really helpful having other families how supportive and stuff they were that just allowed me to like know that they were on my team and that so then it was and to think about the way Nick Courtney and Henry all the type of people they are I'm like I'm giving another chance at this thing like I had nothing to lose sort of you know I shouldn't be here so that's how I was sort of dumb enough at the beginning to take that that mindset of just being extremely lucky and grateful go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives let's take a quick break from my sponsor before diving into my conversation with Josh Lavalley Josh, thank you so much for dropping by today. Thanks, Matt, for having me. Like I told you beforehand, I am looking at probably the best view in all of baseball with Roberto Clemente uh, Bridge in the background. So I'm ready to have some good conversation and, uh, you know, talk that, a little baseball. That is a beautiful view. You are absolutely spoiled with that stadium. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's, I would say, Probably, if not the best office in all of baseball, it's I pinch myself regularly on being able to uh, one live in uh, honestly an awesome city that Pittsburgh is, and also to have literally this view every single day. Oh, pretty crazy! It's so gorgeous. I I was absolutely. I remember the first time I walked in and I said, "I trade this in a heartbeat." Oh, it's gorgeous. Everything from where the layout to the locker room, the media room, getting around the stadium, the wells, the layout, that architect and the city manager and everybody that worked it out, they need a big hug because they just did a great job. Oh, yeah. They spoil me every single day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me this. Did you grow up around a camera? Um. A little bit. Um, my dad worked in the film industry. Uh, actually, started with 
in, in California, in Los Angeles, started with, I believe, Channel 4. Okay. Um, as a camera operator for the news. So, like, Beverly White, I think her name is. Yeah, like I the, know Beverly, yeah. reporter. Yep, my dad drove around with Beverly and shot her doing the news. And then from there, moved into, like, working in a post-production house as a, as a sales guy. And then um, it just so happens that all three of his kids uh, decided to go into some kind of film or arts direction so myself i went to film school i am a former i played uh division one college soccer so i was able to go out of state for uh school um At and dayton, then right? just so happened to just i went to dayton for a year and then i actually transferred to uh quinnipiac which okay. is in hamden connecticut that's cross town rivals with yale um, and just so happened because of how late the transfer window was, I went from being a sports management major and they put me as a film major. <laughs> and so I, they were like, Hey, and, yeah, they were like, Hey, in two weeks, we'll transfer you out. You'll, uh, you know, you'll be back in your business classes. And then two weeks later I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. I'll stay here for a little while. So ended up doing that, came back, um, I college, got a, got a job in the film industry literally like two weeks after being back, brand new a buddy at the bank and the rest of that is history. But my brother now is a camera op for uh, like ESPN, Valley Sports, like all over Los Angeles. My sister is um, trying to become a screenwriter. So go figure. Wow. You know? Did, yeah. did dad ever pick up a film camera or was it always maybe a video camera around the house? No, my dad, um, my dad didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, he uh, later in life, he made the decision because he was working in uh, – you know, working in Burbank, working in North Hollywood, that area. And by, by the time we were still young, like the 210 freeway hadn't finished. We lived up in Fontana. So um, he had he had to go all the way across Foothill, all the way over to 57, where like that connector is. Yeah. And then would have to go out. And so he'd be gone from 6 a.m. till 8 or 9 at night because him working with the post house, he had to like, you know. Sure. He had to, as a sales guy, he had to like, you know, wine and dine some people. So he would go to the Dodger games with them or like Kings game, that kind of stuff. So he made a very unself, a very unselfish thing for, you know, being a, a good dad. Um, he actually left that job to like find something that was closer because he was like, I didn't want to miss things. So um, he, he didn't really have too much of that. My mom did though. So my mom now uh, she's retired. She literally just retired, but she uh, is an art and art photography and yearbook teacher. So there's all kinds of art and pictures and all kinds of stuff that we, we did during while we were kids. Oh, okay. So there yeah. was, there yeah. was some art and creativeness going on around the house to kind of spark some stuff. Oh yeah. Big time. That's big time. All right. I mean, so that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, my, the, that's the spark right there. There's something. Yep, absolutely. And so, no and I'll, honestly, too, I was like, I was always a creative kid, drawing or, or um, you know, thinking outside the box. I, I would say I wasn't, uh, you know, a lot of my other friends are very like, I don't know, they're just not as creative as as myself, and so I kind of was the oddball. I looked at things a little differently, so <laughs> okay, that's kind of that's just kind of how I always envisioned it. Was like, oh, I'm just different in that sense that. I see the world maybe through rose colored glasses versus, you know, maybe black and white. I don't know. Right. Did, okay. So then your thoughts playing soccer in college, what was your 
career choice? What were you thinking at that point? I, I wanted to be a director. Um, I wanted to make movies, uh, TV shows, that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, through those experiences and stuff, I, I, I kind of started leaning towards just, I will, I'll just be a camera operator, um, director of photography, that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, film and whatnot. But as like time went on and then obviously gaining work experience in the film industry, um, I just found out it wasn't really for me. Okay. So I, I just, I made the choice literally one day. Um, I just found it was a little more cutthroat than I wanted it to be. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know, understatement of the year, but, um, (laughs) I, I decided, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I had a, a, I just had a lot of really good luck and good people in my life at different times that when I needed them. And, um, one of which was I decided to quit my job in the film industry. Didn't have anything. Actually applied to the Angels as a, for a video production intern. Okay. They told me I was overqualified and then ended up giving me a camera operator job there. And so um, <laughs> I was like, all right, awesome. But there and in baseball, as I think a lot of people will probably quickly learn when you get into baseball, it's a, there's a seniority um, step you have to kind of go through. Like, yeah had been here you kind of have to like work your way up and so you know i was only gonna work like six of the like 81 games that were there each year because i was the new kid on the block kind of thing and so i was like i need to find something else i don't know what i'm gonna do and so well my best friend's garrett he um he and and my other best friend nolan are, are brothers they're like seven years apart but they were like, well, man, you should just start shooting weddings. And I'm like, I don't have a camera, man. I can't afford it. I don't know how much it is. And he's like, hey, how much it is? I told him it was like, for the setup I wanted, it was like two grand. And the kid wrote me a check. And I went and bought the camera, and I've been shooting every, ever since. Now, did, so, in college, did you take yeah. any like film courses, film classes? What was your college foundation set up for this? Yeah, a lot of it was um, – I, they they had a big documentary like style program there. Okay. Um, the the so it was a lot of more like run and gun, which actually is like the style of, of video that I shoot anyway. It's a lot of handheld stuff. But um, yeah, it was a lot of documentary, a lot of research, a lot of doing backgrounds, and uh, um, I'm kind of just being out there and trying to find hunt down stories. A little bit newsy too. Okay. Um, which at the time I didn't think was going to be, I, I thought it was boring. I was like, man, this is like, there's no story arc. Like come up with scripts was fun for me. Like, um, creating like different worlds and, and, you know, just like, I love comedy and, and trying to kind of be a little bit more like sitcom, but also I'm a sappy, I'm sap, I'm a sap. So like, <laughs> you know, like love stories and right. like stuff like that. So, so yeah, that was kind of what it was more set up as. It was more like documentary style and newsy. So were you getting though, that foundation of understanding of like uh, color theory and aperture and shutter speed and that kind of stuff? Were you getting that down in college? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say a lot of it, a lot of it though, with like me and my photography when it comes to that was like, put a camera in my hand and I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, slap you on the ass it, and say, it, go boy. Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty much a lot of that was i mean they they did that but i am i'm such more of a like a hands-on like visual learner like if you show me once maybe twice you need to like i'll i'll figure it out okay um kind of a thing versus like here here's what it looks like in a book and this is like you know your focal lengths and like what you need to do and like you know that kind of things like if you if i watched you if i went out on set with you or i was with a you know mentor or a professor who was showing us how to do it i could i could mimic it and then and then expand off of it okay so that was kind of my my way of of advancing and i would say in, in that field so how quickly did you start to pick up those traits when you started shooting? Pretty fast. I mean, I'm a, me being, uh, I think a lot of it played to the fact that I, in terms of like sports photography, um, me being an athlete before and having played in high school, uh, football, uh, baseball and soccer, um, knowing situations, being able to anticipate and like getting stuff, getting to a position uh, or following the ball or reacting to a play was always been my like kind of like bread and butter. Okay. Um, figuring out exposure and, and those kinds of things kind of came with time. So um, a lot of, a lot of time I'd be, you know, I'd overexpose or, you know, when you first start, I'm like shooting an auto and like trying to like see what the camera wants to do and then playing back off of that. Okay. So almost reverse engineering. Of kind of, yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of times I try and I kind of try and do that anyway, too. If I could, if I see a, an image that I really like by, you know, a sports photographer, say like, like brace or, or Billy in Boston, like those mm-hmm. types of things too. I try and like figure out kind of what they did or how they would have gotten to that position or those types of things, you know? Cause now that I'm in this kind of cool position that I'm in here in Pittsburgh, like now I'm able to be in those positions. So kind of learning off of those types of things. But like you said, like reverse engineering has been my thing. I think since the start. Yeah. I used to love to do that early in my career, looking at like a Peter Reed Miller photo and being like, okay, what did he do? How did, where was he? What focal length, what film, this, that, and like, where was he at on the field? And that always just fascinated me. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and then in some of those places, you know, a lot of it, it lends it to what light they get in the ballpark mm-hmm. or what those types of things. And you're like, dang, I wish I had that light sometimes, right. you know, oh, yeah. I could die in that. So yeah, absolutely. Like just, you know, in a ballpark in April, the light's different in August. So you got, you don't know. hundred percent. It's, it's so like that here at PNC, like between the light that starts, like you said, in April during a 7 p.m. game to where it ends up in September, it's literally across the entire field. Oh, yeah. So it's, 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 it's fun because you get to find different spots like that, like especially here. But, yeah, it's, it's very different in part to part. Yeah, I remember telling our intern that our, his, his first year, and he kind of looked at me like, oh, what are you talking about? And he realized, you know, after doing it Groundhog's Day for 30 days, like, oh, yeah. That sun is moving a lot. You know, yeah. you, you don't and notice you, it. When you, you, you don't notice it when you come in for a day or two, but you do it for thirty straight days. You see that shift. Oh yeah, and then there's like certain. I mean, I'm sure with you throughout your career too. It's like you figure out certain months that you like shooting in that light more oh, than yes. others. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. There's a shaft of light that only appears, you know, in these three weeks. Yeah, that obviously happens. Mm-hmm. So how how well did you go then from those wedding photos? Did that really start clicking for you and making those images really well? And then you started able to see the like, okay, this, this might be it for me. Yeah. Um, it, it, it first started as like wedding videos when I first started, it was okay. like, that was the way in. And then, you know, I got a little more savvy with the business side of things, like being an actual wedding, like vendor, um, and starting to put photography in there. And then was just like, I'm going to hire out video and I'm going to shoot photos. And so that kind of became a thing. But while that was also happening, um, I still wanted to be around sports and I still wanted, I I thought like this would be a good opportunity to do this. Me living in Ranch Cucamonga at the time, uh, my parents moved to Upland and then me being close and out of college and everything. um, I offered to just start shooting for the Ranch Cucamonga Quakes um, the high A team for the Dodgers. Uh-huh. Um, so started doing that and I can't remember Steve's last name, but I met their, their team photographer there. Steve, um, been there for a long time, guy from a high, from the high desert. Um, you know, he, he, he taught me a lot of the ropes on just like proper exposure and, and like what to look for in these certain areas and, and how to use, how to get the most out of my, you know, not top of the line, not, sports professional camera right so um that that played a lot of part too into kind of the style that i ended up doing in photography and like wedding photography because i was not a light and airy uh type of shooter i i didn't use i hadn't learned how to use like off-camera flash or like strobes or Mm -hmm. speed lights yet and so a lot of it was like you know kind of really contrasty you know dark stuff and and not um not your i wouldn't say i wasn't a typical wedding photographer at the time so i think through all that kind of lended itself to like sports especially in like the not action moments where you're kind of in between and um and that's kind of where i think that all of my style kind of started it sounds like you kind of fell into your documentary kind of schooling where that's you know not a lot of light run and gun use the light that's available to you and make those situations work is it did you kind of naturally feel that or was that just something subliminally happening i think i think it was probably a little bit of both um like i was uh, like i liked being the you know lead and, and main photographer but i second shot for a lot of different people and a lot of very like um, experienced like wedding photographers, um, around California. And, and I was, a, I think I was a good yin to their yang where they were getting, you know, everything they needed to do in terms of coverage and, and, you know, the generic, like there's the whole family photos and those types of things. And then I was able to focus on the details and, and use that available light and document the actual day, particularly from a different lens. And so, I think I think you're absolutely right. Like you hit the nail on the head. Like some of it just came out naturally that I didn't really wasn't like trying to let it be my style, but that just kind of I fell into it. Sometimes that's how it works. It just kind of happens that way. Absolutely. You just kind of go with it. So, where do you then start to find some clients that are accepting of like, okay, we're going to give this guy a shot? 
a lot of it started with like friends and family and then people at those weddings i i have um you know as photographers we we have to like get really close and get trust with our subjects pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm a pretty outgoing guy. I'm, I'm not afraid to go up to anybody and talk. And like that gradually has gotten, I've gotten a lot more confident with that. And I think weddings helped in that sense because like I needed to be like in charge of kind of the day yes. for, um, you know, for the schedule, like or what the itinerary was and getting from place to place. So a lot of that, I think, lended now to my relationship building that I'm able to do now with the players and the front office and the coaching staff and those types of things here. But during that time frame, it was a lot of that. So that, like, helped also into everything that I ended up now in becoming. So, so yeah. through my research, I was looking at stuff. Like, so then you worked at the, what, the uh, Ontario Rain. You were working there. You did Correct. some stuff for Major League mm-hmm. Baseballs. Um, and then you did some stuff with L.A. soccer team that just came. And then you were doing stuff with the Ducks. So you really kind of got yourself in a bunch of different places to get a lot of little experiences to make one big experience in being a creative. Oh, yeah. And the the cool part that I was like my whole thing was um, throughout that I wanted to keep video in there with photography i didn't necessarily want to go in one direction versus the other now obviously ultimate the ultimate goal had always been to be a team photographer somewhere i've been wanting to do that since i first started out with uh with photography as like my you know my profession of choice what appealed but to that? i knew that what was that appeal the appeal to that was you know i i it's so funny so i really realized this this like once I, you know, I, I, I just got promoted here at work. I was a, um, basically a, a, a video or not a con- video, but content producer for the pirates. Right. But I was basically functioning as the team, uh, videographer and team photographer because of the COVID year. Like I was the only piece of a part of any media that was allowed on the field because I was being tested at the same time as the players to, be tested for COVID for the MLB protocol. Okay. So I was just a content producer. And then when I got this promotion that I just got to be manager of photography to only be that, I, you know, my DMs and Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff blew up and guys and, and girls that I've been looking up to and these like other positions and things like that, that I've been like kind of, you know, you, you don't mean to do it, but you do measure yourself against others. Not sure. so much in like, stature but in stuff of like access and and the type of images they're able to make right and so um there's your even yourself matt like you and and brace and all these other guys and all these other teams and and girls and other teams you know i looked at them as elite as like they're at the top of the food chain in terms of sports along with you know si guys and, and girls and, and and those types of photographers as well but like all of a sudden like i felt that overnight like i got pushed into there and it was weird for me it was like wait a minute like this can't be like i don't know i don't i don't see myself as like there yet right you know like yeah. i feel like there's a lot to go from there so it was it was just we it was just a weird like like oh my god this is really cool but like I don't necessarily, and I don't, I don't know if it's just like, I, I've always been pretty like humble about it. It's like, I don't see myself as like as good as 
these other photographers because they've been just doing it for like in my opinion I, I've seen like for such a long time mm-hmm. consistently good so that part has been kind of fun now to kind of be in that little category I guess right no it's it, it, you it's not it's not wrong to measure yourself against everybody else because you want to have that ability to make those images. And so that's all you're trying to do is get to a certain place that allows you more access that it gives you the ability to create images. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, like I, 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 you know, we were talking before we started recording and stuff and there's a, there's been a, a very cool transition here with the pirates that, um, and I would say even with like a lot of baseball teams where, um, access is becoming uh, pretty routine um, and trust is starting to be built between their media teams and mm-hmm. creatives and stuff like that that is starting to really get to kind of see more of that personality of baseball because you know for a long time I think the personality of baseball was like we don't want to show any personality oh absolutely and oh, so yeah. and so now now it's really starting to become that and I, I, I feel like we're kind of on like kind of a not, not a wonk, not a weird team, but like we are in a position where we're we're going to be really good in like a couple years, to where you have these now younger kids who play on these teams who are really into like social media, and they're gonna they want to be around the camera, they want to be in front of it, so it's going to lend its access point to be even even more. So it's that, gonna be fun. That, I'm really excited. That's that's the best thing you can have as a photographer is that you have all these. Uh, Young kids understand the camera. They're not squirmish of it or upset. I mean, that's all you want. Just let them be comfortable, and you're going to make pictures. You're, that's all you're. That's all you want to do. That's it. So absolutely, and they, 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 they crave it. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny for the longest time. And you said the access, and for the longest time, like Michael Zagaris up at Oakland, and maybe Suhu at the Dodgers were making those images. But nobody was seeing them because it was pre-social media. So they're making them in the in the 80s and 90s and the 2000s and even the 2010s, and nobody saw it because there wasn't a there wasn't a website or there wasn't Instagram or anything to show it. But even when it still came around, there were still a lot. There still is a lot of clubs that you don't get to see the real interesting parts of what makes the baseball day. Because the game is only three hours, but those guys are there for four or five hours early. Their spring training is like, seems like it's forever. I mean, there's so much great content to be made. It's only in the team's best interest to show that, pull back that, you know, curtain a little bit and let, let the fans in because that's all they crave. Oh, yeah. I mean, even for us, it's it's been, a uh, you know, we, we got a new um, team president who came from the, the Penguins um, here in Pittsburgh. And, and they were, <laughs> the Penguins are very – they're very video and, and like, behind-the-scenes forward. Yeah. So he had already, like, wanted that. And so um, we have a, a, had a new general manager. Um, we, we had a lot – we had a new manager in Derek Shelton. And he came from um, Minnesota with Brace okay. uh, and Tampa – uh, with Will, uh, and so they, they're both two teams that are like, we're going to, we're going to be in the room. We're going to be around, you know, if you need us to not be around, we'll, we'll leave. It's not, it's an open door policy kind of thing. And so, you know, I was just able to earn all their, 
their trust. Um, and uh, now it's, you know, Chilton, Chilton's has said to me, he's like, You're, that clubhouse is as much mine as it is yours. Obviously, if there's moments where he's like, you get the heck out of here, I'm going to bounce. Right. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm around these guys, you know, eight months, you know, eight months out of the year. So you, you, you know, like you said, it's in their best interest to be there. And you're, you know, I'm me being 31. I'm also in a great age pocket where, yeah. you know, these guys are young. I've been around. I, I, I mean, I'm, I've never, obviously I wasn't a professional athlete, but I'm an athlete and I understand the grind and understand, you know, you know, after so many games, your body hurts and so different stuff. So but in that, in that, like you said, like being in the clubhouse, learning their temperaments, like learning who's cool to be around at different times and whether the pitchers like want to, they have a start day, whether they want to be talked to or not. And like all that kind of goes along with that access. And that part has been really like eye opening for me a little bit, because obviously for eight or nine years as a freelancer, you don't, you haven't gotten that. No. So, yeah. Yeah. Spring springtime for me is my funnest time because a they're all relaxed and they're all coming back into baseball and they're getting back into it. They're seeing everybody. It's like camp, you know, like summer camp. Like you all, you all your friends come back together. So that is the time when, like you said, that 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 access point and what the touch point is going to be for the year, like kind of sets in motion. Yeah, so. especially you get yourself around a bunch of minor leaguers who aren't up yet. So now you got face recognition. You know, some guys are going to be on the forty-man roster. That doesn't mean they're going to make it up. So you get their recognition. I mean, it's it's huge to be around those guys as much as you can early. Absolutely, and and the cool part here is is that we are a uh, we're we're now in a future team where we're thinking not just where we have like literally a, a, an account called the young bucks, you know, that like it is focused on our minor league team and we're going to Greensboro, North Carolina to see our high A team. We're going to, to Altoona, which is like a two hour drive here in, in Pennsylvania to see our double A team. Like we're, we're doing all that. That's great. So like we are putting, we're putting the face, you know, recognition in and, and every time we see them, these, these guys know who we are because of social media accounts and, you know, I, I have a I have a personal Instagram with with photography on it, and I'll post them. You know, if I get good images and stuff, I'm not gonna necessarily keep them away, and we don't keep them away off of like young buck stuff either. So like they're seeing themselves out there; they want to be a part of it. It's it's a very I'm it's I'm very lucky, and it's a very fun time here in Pittsburgh. So tell me, how was the process getting to Pittsburgh? Well, it was a little crazy. So. Um, I'll try and make this story a little short, but nah, beginning of 2020, <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning of 2020, obviously we didn't know what was going to happen, but, um, January one, I was like, all right, I, I've been a photographer in probably the most saturated or one of the most saturated markets in the country. And I've done pretty well for myself. And I, and I've started to have a lot of like good confidence. I'm consistently making, I feel like I'm consistently making good images. I'm, I'm doing uh, all my clients seem to be really happy. I'm working for a ton of teams. I had carved out this, um, this business that I had, I'd made where, you know, I got in really well with like the sports information directors at UCLA and USC. And 
was shooting for all the visiting teams because everybody wants to shoot for the home team, but no one wanted to necessarily think about the visiting team. And the visiting team had more money. Right. So I was like, I'll shoot for Oklahoma's and the Texas and then all these teams that are coming from out of state to come here and, sh- and you know, right. uh, compete. So I shot, you know, gymnastics, all this stuff. So anyway, beginning of 2020, I said I wanted, I, I was ready for a manager. I was ready for a team photographer job. Okay. And I'm going to just come out and just say it that I am, here's what I am. This is what I'm looking for. If you got an opportunity for me, great. If not, I at least made a contact and I have someone to talk to. So literally January 4th, I've sent, I think, 300 emails to every single D1 school in the country, every single NHL, NFL, MLB, MLS, like every contact I ever had. I sent them emails and said, this is who I am. This is my portfolio. If you got something great, if not, no worries. We'd love to stay in contact with you. And I got a ton of emails back. All of them started with, unfortunately, but about three of them started with, let's keep talking. And one of those was here with the Pirates, with um, a contact who ended up becoming my boss. And since restructuring a little bit, it's not my boss now, but we work very closely. He's the director of social media, Terry Rogers. Okay. And uh, he was like, hey, I got an opportunity. It's a freelance opportunity in spring. It's more content creator, video heavy, but like we're going to want to shoot photo too. And I said, okay. And he's like send me what you uh what your um your rate is and i said here it is and he was like cool and I, two weeks later i was on a plane to bradenton florida so two weeks into that they were like hey what are you doing for the rest of spring i said nothing they're like do you want to stay i said yeah two weeks after that brian warrecki who is our vp of communications here comes up to me and goes what do you think about pittsburgh i said brian i emailed you you tell me where to sign and i will be there so that all goes on. It happens. Two weeks or two weeks, two days after I get my paperwork in, COVID happens. And the <laughs> world shuts down. <laughs> the world shuts down. And I'm kind of left in limbo a little bit. And uh, about a week later, they're like, nope, we're going to keep you on. So my official first day with the Pittsburgh Pirates was on April 1st, 2020, on my parents' couch in California. <laughs> and... The very first piece of anything I made officially, I watched uh, our uh, one of our shortstops, middle infielders, Cole Tucker, play in the MLB The Show, uh, le- like player league that they did on Twitch. Uh-huh. Like I just I watched him play it and made a video out of it, and that was like the first piece of content I ever made officially for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So. Fast forward two months later, June 1st, I drove out to I drove out to Pittsburgh. I left May 27th, and I got here June 1st of 2020. You were trucking. And then, Whew. oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, took, I took some time. Obviously, it was weird. I like ran. I, went, I drove from, from Los Angeles. I went to Vegas, saw some family, went to Denver, saw a few friends, stopped in Omaha just because that was a median point. Saw some friends in Chicago and then ended up here. And so I had a couple weeks to find an apartment in COVID, which was crazy. I've moved a couple times since then. but Yeah, that must um, have been one hell of an interesting process trying to get an apartment during COVID. 
Oh, uh, it was yeah, it was different. And I also didn't know that the really the area like right. I had so done you're also a new. little research. Yeah. Yeah, I had done some research, but it wasn't like I could go out to a bar and like you know, meet some some people from Pittsburgh and they they feel like the whole here's the do's and don'ts in Pittsburgh. Like uh-huh. I had to figure it out. I didn't know anybody. There was no bars open. You know, and at the same time, that was kind of a hotbed time of the year for or that that time in in, you know, history even that, you know, they had George Floyd, George Floyd had just happened. There was the marches and protests. And so it was kind of a really weird, weird time to make a transition. But (laughs) it worked out. I I got into a place, didn't stay there very long, was pretty like, um, you know, wasn't the right spot for me. Ended up being able to work my spot out of there and found another spot that ended up being a uh, place for a couple for I ended up getting like an eight month lease or a nine month lease. And then now I'm in um I'm in a great part of town. I'm in the South Hills of, of Pittsburgh in, in a neighborhood called Mount Lebanon. Um super cool um little neighborhood, you know, young young families and that kind of stuff. But it's it, the the cool about part about Pittsburgh is that it doesn't matter if you're half a mile or like ten miles, everywhere to get anywhere is fifteen to twenty minutes doesn't matter right it's just how the road setup is and that was a whole transition in of itself <laughs> it's like they built this city and they went oh crap we didn't put roads in <laughs> that's what it's like <laughs> whereas like in california right like you got your freeways and like things are on grids and you know you can kind of figure a way out where here like you can get to an intersection matt and there are six there's six options it's crazy. That's not good. You only want one, the one you're going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to go down one way and then all of a sudden there's a street that literally is one way. I don't want to do that. So oh. it's been, it's been, it's been, it, 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 at times it's, it's felt like, man, I'm never going to really know this city. But now with, you know, COVID kind of being, uh, and, you know, at, at least, kind of controlled um life is a little bit back to normal and i'm i've been really able to explore this city and and i love living here it's honestly uh, i think a that's a new home and and uh yeah i don't know i don't think i would have ever tried to do anything different oh that's fantastic so you touched on it with your new position now you're the manager of photography how did that come about did you not want to stay on the video side or was an opportunity so great you're like i'm jumping i'm jumping in that door no i had i had been a pest and been like you know when am i gonna like they had uh they had made some budget choices and and moved some people around and and they had an open team photographer spot with COVID happening i was uh functioning as the team videographer and team photographer. Right. You're wearing two hats with the access. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was, it was, it was kind of that. And then obviously when the dust settled and, 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 um, and things started to move into, we're going to create this creative department content. And, uh, you know, my new boss and now John Willie is here, um, who was a team photographer with the, with dolphins for a really long time. And, and with the diamondbacks, um, back when they were, you know, Randy Johnson was there and, and that <laughs> kind of time frame. Um, he's been, um, you know, a good mentor on that stuff. And also he was like, that is your position. That is, 
that is your opportunity. We want you to have it. And this is where we're going forward. So, um, you know, I, I, I right place, right time, um, type of thing. And, and so that was, yeah, but you were ready for it. it all kind of happened. But you were ready yeah, for it. I, you I, you had your ducks lined up. You were ready. Yeah, I I mean, it like I said, a lot of that was good timing, but it it was um you know, I I had been a a little bit of a pest being like, okay, when are we going to make this happen? I'm I'm ready. This is kind of why I came here. I laid some of the groundwork with some different conversations with um, you know, a couple other bosses and VPs and stuff and so it all, it all was going to happen. I, you know, I'm just sometimes a very impatient person as I'm sure some people know, but, um, <laughs> that's all I right. Was, I was, yeah, yeah, I was, I was ready for that and just wanted, you know, just as anybody, any, any, I would say young person or just person in general, like you just want some clarity on, um, you know, where you stand and, and you know, that, that's kind of how it all came about. And, I have my clarity and I'm in a great position and I can't, couldn't be happy. So what is now, cause you're wearing a different hat being just the manager of photography. What's your day to day? So as of right now, a lot of it is because I literally just finished one of my, I would say last assigned video projects. Um, I I'm doing a lot of archiving, um, working with, you know, we, we use photo shelter here. So it's a lot of like tagging and making sure everyone in the organization has access because that was the biggest eye opening to me that any young photographer out there who wants to be a team photographer, um, you're shooting about 10% action and the rest of it is community organizational, uh, all kinds of stuff that, anyone from ticket sales to corporate partnerships to um, even team president will ask you for different stuff, you know? So your stuff ventures out way more internally than it does on social or it does through Twitter. So um, that was a, a, a big thing that I'm, you know, still learning on the fly. And like I said, I have John, so he's been a great um, mentor in that stuff. So um yeah, a lot of that is is working with different people to figure out what their needs are and making sure they can find what they need. Well, you, uh, using that photo basis. shelter is going to be helpful. That thing's fantastic. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, we're we're actually venturing into uh, getting like their AI software. Yes. Um, so this is a little. So this is a little pitch. So uh, Leanna, if you're listening to this, um, you're, yeah. If you want to give me a couple extra things, it'd be great. Um, Let's do but, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, she, she, they've been they've been awesome since day one. Since I got here, uh, with helping with any of the needs that we need, and um, we're going to use their 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 AI software now to, to help with tagging um, and the workflow process. So they're able to you know capture the different faces in their database and numbers and names on the back of jerseys. So. Um, even if you can't see their face, they're going to be able to help with uh, a tagging process. So I'm a, I'm a one man show right now. Um, so that's going to help immensely, um, going forward, um, as we move into next season. Are so, you looking for interns? Are you going to have an internship program? My bosses and then different people are, are definitely my corner on that kind of thing to, to find a, a intern, assistant, whatever the case may be. Um, just to help and you know, I'm 
I'm one person. I can't be in two places at once sometimes. So, and I want to be able to cover as much as I can for, for everyone. Well, uh, that, that's okay. good. You're going to start an internship program or if you can get one, because a, you're going to give them access and mentorship early in their career. And then it's going to relieve some pressure off for you. Even if you could send them out to like a community thing on a Saturday where you've just worked, you know, 10 straight games and you're dealing with a million other things. That's huge to have interns. Correct. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's just gonna, it's just gonna free me up to try different stuff too. And, and obviously too, like you said, like teach them, different workflows and, and, and that kind of stuff. So it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. That's good. What is your like player development skills? Like what do you try to, cause that's the biggest thing, right? Is getting the players comfortable around you. Have you set up something where you're maybe like sending them photos and like an email system afterwards so they have access to things or um, are you real chit chatty around them? Like what's your, uh, your, I guess, process to make them comfortable with, with Josh? Yeah. So I got, I mean, talk about luck. Um, We had Joe Musgrove who was here uh, in 2020 um, who Ty Noel who I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. um, he, um, he is actually, his cousin is best friends with Joe. Okay. To me coming in. So I, I, you know, Joe was also a big time leader in the clubhouse. So he gave me the, he's cool guys, you know, thumbs up kind of approval. So wow. from that point, like it was just the jumping off point. And then, um, you know, I just, I understood, you know, I was able to relate to them being the age that I was. And I, you know, just kind of gained trust with them over and over and seeing my face and, you know, asking questions and, you know, figuring out who the guys are married and who has kids and, and those types of things. And kind of like, you know, ask them about them because eventually, you know, a lot of times you just hear, Hey, can I have your autograph? Hey, can I have your autograph? So, right. Um, you know, those types of things to kind of like put their guard down that I'm just like any other dude. And a lot of times, um, you know, the funny, the, I had a funny, one of our pitchers, Mitch Keller, I, he messed, he, I, I messed with them all the time in terms of this joke, but he, you know, I was taking photos one day and Mitch is a pitcher for us and can throw like 95 plus. <laughs> and, uh, he comes up to me and he goes, man, I wish I could do what you do. I looked at him. I said, Mitch, I wish I could roll out of bed and throw 95 miles an hour too. <laughs> why don't you do, why don't you do what you're good at? And I'll do what I'm good at. And we'll just meet in the middle. And so that was like a, a running jug for a little while, but it's, it's, it's been like that. We have, we, everyone has a pretty, uh, everyone's just so, so such good people, honestly, on this team. There's no bad guys. I mean, I even told, Chris Stratton, one of our pitchers, um, before they left, I was like, honestly, this is like the greatest group of athletes I've ever been around. And I've been around a lot of athletes and just from person to person, there's no egos. There's, you know, nobody's big league in anybody. Sure. There's, you know, guys are going, they're going through a 162 game season. They're going to have ups and downs. And there's going to be times where you, you know, the guy's going through a slump. You don't get in this way. Like you don't, you know, there's, it's just different temperaments and, and that kind of stuff. So, but for the most part, I, I, like I said, I kind of got lucky in, in knowing somebody um, prior to me being here. And then, 
yeah, that piggybacked off of everything else. And and one of the guys actually is one of our pitchers too. His name's Cody Ponce. He and I um, lived in Upland at the same time. Like I could I I could literally hit a golf ball to his dad's house. Wow! Like we lived literally down the street. So it's crazy. Now he's here pitching. I'm you know I'm photographing him, and yeah. So it's it it was just perfect storm, good timing, all that stuff. What was your experience the first time you walked into that ballpark? Um, oh my god, I'm finally here. Um, <laughs> that was probably it. I had I had come out here before for um, for a wedding, and um, just happened to like it just worked out that weekend or that Sunday after the wedding. There was a game, and I was able to come. And, and see the ballpark. And I didn't really think like, oh man, this could be my place you know, of work. That was like a year plus before. So coming now back and being able to come back, you know, this is literally my office. Um, it's really the same feeling. It's like, I can't really put into words how like awesome it is to be here. And especially that first time just being like, <laughs> this is, this is it. This is, yeah, this feels right. Now, how does it feel working in there? Because it's working just, it's just great. a gorgeous I mean, ballpark. It's just, it's stunning. Oh, oh yeah. And the, the crazy part is you'll get different light, like we talked about. Like, you'll get different lighting that, like, almost the skyline is another player because you'll get different lighting off of different buildings. Like, we have, there's some glass buildings here mm-hmm. that, like, reflect light back into the ballpark. So you'll get like reverse shadows on pitchers on the mound and like, and then you'll get like really soft, like orange hue light on the face of hitters, like during the games, like, especially as like the summer goes on. So you can be in weird spots in this ballpark and get some crazy light. Um, so like I said, that, that skyline plays as its own 10th player on the field. Um, and wow. in general, like I can't, I mean, I'm there's, there's the freaking Allegheny rivers right there, you know, like it's, it's all part of it. It's all very cool. And, and, you know, it's right on the North shore in Pittsburgh. So if anybody, you know, comes out here, like no, the North shore is there's PNC park and there's Heinz field and they're literally within, you know, a couple of football fields apart. So, yeah. They're right there. Um, it all, it all is together. And, and this is really like, the mecca i would say of like pittsburgh sports it was right here not to mention like ppg or uh, paints arena is like you know not too far away either but coming across those bridge like getting to see people like that was another cool thing was that we didn't have fans in 2020 so me having the season now is 2021 there's people here mm-hmm. and i'm able to photograph fans and they're closing the clemente bridge to have fans walk across it like there's so many images to be made and it was just honestly such a cool thing to have that this this last year. I was such in awe when I was out there with the team that I took the actual stadium tour on our off day. Like I was like, I got to oh, know. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 every time I was in a city on an off day, if I didn't get wrangled by some of the players to go do something way above my pay grade, I always like wanted to do see the city as from a tourist perspective. So I went to the Andy Warhol uh, museum. I, I went and took a tour of the 
the stadium. Like I would just play tourist for the day. And I was blown away how so well that presentation of that stadium was. It was just such a gorgeous place for three days to shoot. I mean, I could not get enough of it. Oh, yeah. The only bummer that I have now here, and, and you probably were able to be a beneficiary of this, is that they took out um, the bottom well, camera well, next to the Pirates dugout. They actually put seats there. Oh! So I don't I don't have I don't have that, um, you know, iconic uh, back shot. Of, you know, I, I, there's so many pictures of McCutcheon at, at plate with the with the city in the background. Yeah, so, they took that uh, out. That. Yeah, it's it. That's the one shot that I'm like, dang, I don't have it. But is there a way to we'll remote see. it? I, I think so. That's what I need to play with. That's that's my that is my Achilles heel in my sports and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not great at remotes. So, um, that is something that I'm definitely going to lean into a learning this off season and be like really utilizing going forward. So there are different, there are some great spots. I'm, um, I've already been around to like put remotes on and, and, you know, John is a, John Willie's a big advocate for, you know, experimental camera gear and, and using different stuff. So, that is something I absolutely need to do is put a remote right there. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Cause uh, that, that is a gorgeous spot. Absolutely gorgeous spot. And you can just put it up there and you don't have to be a body, but you can certainly make some frames from it. Whew. Absolutely. So what is your then baseball style? Like I see what you're, you're creating, but what if you're explaining it to a guy at a bar, what would be your baseball style? Probably dramatic, probably would be the word to describe it. Um, I like a lot of contrast, uh, searching for like light a lot of times. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I mean, that's such a good question because sometimes it changes. It's just like it lends itself to the, to the moment, but I would probably say dramatic and, and like I said, a lot of contrast and, dark colors and yeah that maybe, would be maybe a little bit of documentary because that's a lot what it's funny that, oh, yeah it's funny that you tell me that you were learning that or that you were touched in that by college and then i see some of the work you're doing now like scrolling through your instagram and i'm like oh i could absolutely see he's like doing a day in a life of the team if he was hired by you know, Time Magazine. There's a lot of day in a yeah. life, very documentary kind of feel. Even of the action photos, you know, showing yeah. the stadium, giving space and place. There's a lot of that. Yeah, i i also I also lend. I like to lend a lot to like, like you said, like the background, or if there's a certain logo or or something in the in the background. I like try and balance images that way. But even yeah, there's I have a couple. I mean, I'll shoot stuff where the subject in, is in the top half of the photo, and the you know it's there's grass below it. So right. it's just like it's definitely I would say in that absolutely like documentary day in the life, like behind the scenes. Um, you know, like I said, like it, it all kind of goes together with the fact that I have gained the trust of these guys that I'm able to be in their space for longer than 
you would you would think right and they will they will mess with they'll even mess with me on the with the camera so like sometimes out of that i'll get really cool images or like i i go up to them and say hey i want to shoot this portrait of you can i be in your space for 10 seconds because i've already i've already planned out my settings and like what i wanted to do and then i just do it so you know i don't think of it necessarily as documentary myself I don't know why it's because I've just been, this is just how I've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would, I totally, I totally see that. Well, I think once the moment you get the guys messing with you, whether they're, you know, sticking gum on your hat when you're not looking or messing with the camera, you're in like Flynn, like that's it. You're one of the guys, right? They just, they'll bust your balls, but they'll give you photos and they don't care. Like you're just a guy out there. But if you're stiff oh, yeah. and you don't talk to them and communicate with them and you treat them like, you know, million dollar brats or whatever, you know, it's not going to work. You've just got to be one of the guys out there. You just happen to have a camera and they've got a bat. That's it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's more of like I call them coworkers. Yeah, what I call them. I don't, I don't call them, you know, players. It's right. like, cause you're no, all employees of the same organization. Right. So yeah. Yeah. They just have a couple extra zeros. That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all big deal. But like, yeah, who cares? you know, so what you can't throw 95. That guy can't take an average photo. No, that's a great one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's exactly. That's a trade off. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, all right, we'll make a trade for just one game check. That's it. I'll let you shoot yep. and I'll stand in the bullpen. Don't call on me. Deal. <laughs> Done. I'll do, I'd do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> what is the best thing you like about covering baseball? Um, probably the fact that regardless of it potentially being the same score, no game is the same. You, you have different mo- – you have the same moments kind of thing that kind of happen, but um, – Every day is a little different, even though it is Groundhog Day. It's kind of the same stuff, but, um, you know, I, I just, I might cover it from one well the whole time, or I might, I like to mix things up a little bit too. So I might force myself to only use one camera or, or one certain lens in one area, or whatever the case is. But the best thing about it is the fact that it is, it, I, you have so many, it's so, yes, it's long. But you have mm-hmm. so many opportunities to make images in different spaces. Like you could shoot legitimately. You could shoot action, portraits, architect, architecture. Like I can do all kinds of stuff. I mean, yes, my ballpark kind of lends it to that with the fact of the skyline and the, the setting it's in. Right. But I can do all those things in one, you know, one evening, one afternoon. What about the sport gets under your skin a little bit photographing it? Probably the same thing that it's 162 games and it's <laughs> yeah, that's the kind same of amount it. of time. Right. Yeah. That's that- really it. Honestly, if you, if, 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 if it wasn't a, a here, that's one thing I did not know about Pittsburgh is that the year before I got here, that Pittsburgh got more rainfall than Seattle, Washington. Whoa. So, so also being in the elements sometimes is the problem. Um, that would be the other part of it, I think, versus like, yeah, if you shot in an arena or, you know, whatever, yeah, it'd be boring because you wouldn't get the same, you would get the same light every time, but you wouldn't have to deal with rain delays or 
or, or you know, 110 degree heat because of humidity, right? Things like that. Yeah, the same day you're so, wearing, you know, you're wearing sunscreen, and then two weeks later you're wearing a parka and a knit cap because you're freezing your butt off. Yeah, it's honestly the worst. In uh, it wasn't that bad. I knock on wood that it's not like it's like this next year, but you'll get you know those really hot days and it's humid, and you need to wear like a you know like a North Face like rain rain jacket, and then immediately after the storm happens, the sun comes out and it's like ninety five degrees and it's the same humidity, and you're just like this is not fun at all. What are we doing? This is not what you I know? signed up for. <laughs> no, that was the that was the only thing that I was super surprised about, really about about Pittsburgh. Was right. the amount of rain and the weather change and not so much in yeah it just it's a little bit of Florida meets the Midwest you know yeah absolutely so, do you prefer day yeah. games or night games at your park or just in general um I think probably I learned to love more night games uh, day games are fun just because it's you know it's daylight you get to have higher shutter speeds and and try different stuff. Um, the problem with that sometimes is like I said, it gets so hot here sometimes that my, just my, not my camera equipment, but my computer will overheat sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I can't, I have to like run underneath to, you know, be able to send out images or, or edit an image or whatever I need to do. And so, um, sometimes that's pain, but, um, yeah, I like the, I like, I like night games now. Um, they're a little easier, but but especially night games earlier in the season, just because that the the sun doesn't go down, um, you know, as early. Um, that's probably my how, favorite. Yeah. How do you deal with social media in your guys's world? Are you constantly feeding them all the time during out yeah. throughout your day? Are you oh, yeah. tethered? Um, how do you? How's your process with them? Yeah, I have a wireless uh, transmitter. I use Canon, um, okay. so I on my on my 1DX Mark Threes, I have um, you know I have a, a a wireless transmitter. So I'll send stuff to uh, I'll tap right into the FTP uh, server for our photo shelter, mm-hmm. and then um, just because the workflow ended up being um, with different changes that happened this year, um, I'll just go right into our. Uh, photo shelter on there download basically my selects for the night and as the game's happening especially if it's a scoring play or home run happens or or you know if a pitcher is you know gonna have we can you you can start to tell that they're having a strong start you'll start to give give them images on on those types of things um the only difference in terms of the workflow on that is a lot of, of what we do in terms of social is like the images are posted as uh one by ones so a lot of square images um, and so I'll usually edit, uh, the same image. Sometimes I'll have to add them twice because one, I'll put it as a square and some, and then the next time I'll put it as a regular, uh, you know, four by six or, right. or whatever it needs to, whatever it needs to be. So, um, sometimes those things kind of happen, but for the most part, it is all tether or wireless transmitted, download, edit, send. So, um, we're hoping for a, a more of a, of a, of a process, which this would probably go with the internship thing too, would be, you might not be shooting every game. You might be editing those, those each game or whatever the case may be, but the workflow, 
is basically that wireless transmit, download, edit, send. Right. Such a process to get them stuff, but that's the world we live in now is they constantly feeding that beast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think makes a great baseball photo? Cause that's, you know, you're just immersed in it now. Like you're just a baseball guy. When you see one, what do you go? Oh, that's a great baseball photo. I am a sucker for light. So any light photo. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, just yeah, that's your sweet spot right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, now what, kind of light? Or, or, now, what kind of light, like early more dawn or shafts of light or backlight? Because, you know, we are manipulators yeah. of light. So what's that light yeah. that just tinkles you? Um, I like edge light, like okay. really dramatic, like, yeah. Um, but even like some of my favorite photos are actually from Petco um, in like later summer. You know, Matt Thomas there is like he's spoiled uh, different times where that sun will come across that uh, the pitcher's mound because that's where the sun sets. And you have these long, super long action like shadows that are happening from the mound to the to the field. And so those those ones happening. I mean, there's some that like Darren, uh, Darren Georgia, who's uh shoots for MLB LCCs that like he he's gotten some in, in Wrigley that are like unbelievably crazy light, but that one's like backlight where you can see like dust and dirt. And it just kind of depends. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like anything to do with light. And like you said, manipulating of that light is, is big time for me. And I mean, even Billy and brace and Jason Hanna in, in Kansas City, like Jason gets crazy light up there too, especially oh. with their sunsets with oh, like yeah. Kansas City skies, like unreal. That so. SOB, his clouds, they kill me. That son of a gun is yeah. so lucky. God, he's yeah. got beautiful clouds. Oh, yeah. Bryce and I yeah. went on and on about it's it. It's like Pixar. Yeah. I would kill for just a weekend of his clouds he has in a year. Oh, oh yeah. That guy's got oh, yeah. it made in the shade. God love him. Those are beautiful clouds. Yeah, I mean, we we get some crazy, like, because the storms kind of come in later later uh, summer, and we'll get some crazy, you know, different, more, um, like, purples and, and reds and mm-hmm. stuff here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's light, and it's, and it's that. But I, I love, I love a good celebration photo. Um, you know, Kate, I mean, even out, outside of baseball, like Caitlin Epis, like who's a assistant photographer for the Steelers, just got a great one of like Chase Claypool yesterday or the this last weekend, like screaming. So like any of that stuff that really shows emotion too, like that's always fun. And, and, uh, you know, it, yeah, I'm just, I have so many different things. Like there's different <laughs> stuff that clicks, there's different stuff that hits for me, but I would say probably for the most part, like light and, um, and and action and like emotion okay for sure are you a real like gearhead gear geek just got to be on the latest always keeping track of what's going on on dp review and f stoppers and like what's the latest greatest or are you just like i'm happy with my canon leave me alone don't intrigue me with anything else yeah i think so i mean john here is a big like a guy 
we have a couple Leicas in the office and uh, I, I don't know. I just really haven't like really immersed myself into it yet. Obviously they're unbelievable cameras. Um, but for the longest time, right? Like I was by myself as a freelancer. So I had to rely on the gear I had. And so a lot of times I think it is that where it's like, I found what works for me. This is, this is, I know I can make, constant good images and consistently do it and kind of just leave me alone and let me do this you know not in the sense that like hey like it's a i don't want to try anything new but that's it's just what i've known and and what got me here well that's what spring training is for you know what i mean right that's your that's your spring training you see that's when you play with a one 35 f2 or if you can get someone to send you out a 600 or a 500 and then you play with it but but the problem is is trying to do that during the season your job is too important you 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 know you wouldn't ever give a neurosurgeon a a new scalpel and tell him try it out what do you think i mean you're right yeah during your season you're you're there creating you can't be like goofing around but that's your off-season spring training you can do that stuff yeah, I definitely want to dive into, I'm going to, we're going to, we're, we're like the video department here is Sony. I'm on a big, not, not, not anything against them. I just, I've tried it and, and I like the weight and the, the sturdiness that I feel in the Canon, like Canon bodies, mm-hmm. um, versus just the Sony's. It's just my, how, how it feels in my hand, but I do want to try the Canon's now like R3 and, uh, and see what that. Um, in a sports camera that is mirrorless, like what that, how that feels and what that is like, um, just from a Canon color base and that kind of stuff too. So that is something I'm going to try this, this spring. I'm going to talk with my, you know, Canon rep and try different stuff like that. But yeah, we're, we're in the, we're, we're going to step up our, our Canon equipment here. I think I'm going to, uh, I've been, I was functioning off of 200 to 400 all year. So I'm looking forward to, um, you know, getting my budget approved and hopefully, you know, being able to use a 600 this next year and, and start making some, some different stuff yes. is as just as exciting, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like Brace and I were talking about both of him or him and I are on the same page as like, we're big prime guys. Like I love like my 85 one for anything like mm-hmm. wide open prime. Don't have to worry about a zoom in just, you know, my, my 25 or 24 one four. Oh, I love that thing. Like just all that stuff to me. I, I'm fascinated. I just, I have a great time playing with Are Are you ever looking at that kind of stuff, getting there and playing with those kind of things? Oh yeah. I, uh, I mean the last series of the year, I mean, a lot of times I had, you know, I had to cover pregame stuff and then go out to the bullpen and then, you know, cover everything in between. So I kind of had to go with zooms a lot of time okay. for a lot of this, just cause it was the nature of the beast. Right. But that last week, that last week I was like, I'm shooting, thir- oh, I'm only shooting with 35 and 85. That's it. And <laughs> I'm throwing down the gauntlet. I'm, I'm doing it right now. But like our camera, well, um, we have, we have a, a camera well that's to the, to the left of basically the opposite of where that, one camera well was yes. next to the pirates dugout. out. Yeah. The same one's still there, but the focal distance that's perfect for that is a one thirty five. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm wanting to get a 135 for just that well. And maybe not put it on a prime, maybe just keep it on my, you know, keep it on my hip. But mm-hmm. um, that is absolutely something that I want to get this next year is a 135 prime, whether you know, that's a Sigma lens or just like a 135, like native for Canon. Like that's, that is one thing I absolutely want. And that is something that will be, I would say in my day to day, um, going forward. Yeah, that's perfect. What is, and this is the tough one. What's the best baseball photo you've taken so far in your young career? Man, I, I get some really fun stuff because I sprint out to center field and get those guys jumping out there. Yeah, that are that are. I'll get some really cool, exciting things. Um, one of my favorite is I, when I first started shooting for MLB in San Diego, Bumgarner was still with the Giants, mm-hmm. and he was. That was the year that he actually started. Like I think he hit like five home runs in that year, or something crazy. Obviously, now we have Otani. He's hitting forty, but. Um, Baumgartner was taking batting practice and he, I mean, he stared me down in his batting stance and I got this like nice and tight image of, of his face. And that one, that one stands out. And I think probably there's two of him that really like just happened to work. One was also a drag that I did with a slow shutter. So those two are great. And then, um, yeah, I, I would say, I have a picture that's framed and I will put down my stamp on this one being my favorite because it means a lot. Um, I have a picture of a Jacob Stallings walk off from last year for 2020 that I got on the inside part of the grass with a 7,200 and shot into the group as they were at home plate. And then he was running down and that one, yeah, that one's up on my wall at my house and it's signed by everybody. And, the whole coaching staff and everybody was on that team. So that was, that one's probably up there. That's not a bad one. All right. So mm-hmm. here's the real question. Do you stretch before you sprint out to the outfield? So you don't pull a hamstring and embarrass yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, I make the, I make the joke every day that like, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's such a like go, go, go season that sometimes you don't take care of your body. You, you can feel the aches and pains throughout the year, especially when you get into the later months. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been frightened a few times, but I <laughs> don't know if I'm going to get there. We're going to see what happens. And then I'll make decisions and be like, nah, I'll just go to second base. I'm not going out to that. Or I'll, I'll, I'll just go to, I'll just go to the, I'll just go to the mound. I'm not go out there. <laughs> so I've done that a few times, but everyone, uh, uh, from what everybody says, they're, they're pretty surprised at like, how uh how fat how fast i am i'm like man i'm a former d1 athlete i got wheels i can get out there don't worry about it that's what happens now you're starting to sound like the guy who's going to be at the bar saying i was a former d1 athlete and i sprinted out to center field (laughs) here it starts yeah and then and then literally here goes the hamstring next yeah. next month, and I'm out. Uh, the, I'm the, out for a year. There's no. I'll tell you, there's going to be nothing more embarrassing when that trainer's out there standing over you, going, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, why are you doing this? He's got a bag of ice. He's doing? got you doing treatment for you. Uh huh. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> What's the future hold for you? 
What's what's your ten year plan? Ten um, year plan. Honestly, I, I I said it before. It was Pittsburgh feels like home. So there's a lot of really fun, exciting things that are happening here. Um, I'm not in any shape or form wanting to go anywhere else. Um, you know, keep making great images and and the fun the fun is only starting. Like I am at a very great point in. Pit, like baseball in Pittsburgh right now, there's a lot of really, really talented kids that are coming up that are going to be a very big part of this team and their success. So, um, yeah, I think just staying here, making, continuing to explore different avenues with different either a equipment, shooting style, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just keep growing as a photographer. I, I've only just got here, so the sky's the limit, I feel like. That's great. There's nothing better when you're just scratching the surface and you've got like a playground like that in front of you to do stuff with. Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's awesome. It's going to be fun. Where can people find your work? So, um, pretty much any image that is on any pirates, you know, social media channels. Um, a lot of that is, is my stuff. Um, for the most part, I'm not a big, like, Hey, look at Josh kind of thing. I want to make sure that the pirates look great and that's kind of my job to do. So, but if you want to see my work and like what I post on a daily basis, my, uh, social media channels are on Twitter and on Instagram. My handle on Instagram is at J O S H underscore Lavalle L A V A L L E E. And on Twitter at J P underscore L A V S. Do you have a website? I don't actually right now. I was like, nah, I'm not going to keep up on that for whatever reason. I haven't just, there's not been time. And I was like, I'm just going to let my GoDaddy thing run out and we'll see if I keep it. So, um, I don't know if that's a great move or not, but here I am. This is what's happening. where, Where do you go to absorb content? Like, are you on an Instagram a lot or do you go like to certain websites in the morning and do like your cup of coffee and take a look around where, where do you absorb you know your creative side yeah for the most part on uh instagram and twitter um i have started to dabble into like behance um in that world too a lot of the stuff that i'm going to be contributing here is going to be into graphic design so a lot of the graphic cool graphic stuff's in there but you can also see how the images are being used and what you can kind of take from that um, on Behance. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of those three areas for the most part, um, where I really consume most of my content. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's always interesting to know where everybody else is going to find their, you know, flavor of photography or, you know, it could be graphics, illustrations, anything that sparks them, mm-hmm. gives them an idea. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And it could be, it could be like a NASCAR photo or cricket. And then you're like, I'm going to try to somehow put that into a Pittsburgh pirates kind of thing. Or I oh, never oh, thought yeah. of I mean, it. I see it. All, yeah. I see it a lot now with like F1, like F1's really hot right now, like formula one racing mm-hmm. and stuff. And like the different graphics that they use and like how the photographers shoot them and, and the teams use their their content like that kind of stuff's pretty pretty cool too now and and so that's kind of that's kind of a lot of like where that's kind of coming from but the cool stuff that we're going to be doing here is that we're going to do a lot of like street stuff and like like in the community and like 
um, not in the ballpark. So I'm really interested to see like what we all come up with imagery wise, like taking these athletes and putting them in like a city setting or a street setting. So it's going to be fun. That's fantastic. Well, Josh, I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, you know, I love your work. This new generation of young photographers that are taking over MLB, you guys are crushing it. I, I love looking at your guys' stuff. You got a beautiful ballpark. You're making beautiful images. Man, I can't thank you enough for the time you took today to sit and talk baseball during the playoffs. This is great stuff. Uh, thanks, Matt, for having me on. And honestly, man, like I had mentioned to you before through texts and chat and stuff, you were uh, one of the original inspirations for me and like what I was doing, obviously seeing you do that with the Angels and then with Kelsey Fortune and stuff. So it was a pleasure to be on and be able to talk to you. So Hi. thank you very much. Hey, man, I, it was my pleasure. I, I can't thank you enough. Let's let's uh, let's talk again when the uh, season starts and you got fans in there and it's uh, 95 degrees and 100 percent humidity. <laughs> Can't can't wait. I'll call you in the rain delay. <laughs> hey, is um is Matt Brown, the grounds crew keeper, still there? Yes, he is. I'm looking at him right now. He's taking care of the field. If you see him, tell him I said hi. Will do. Okay. You got it. You're the man. I appreciate it, Josh. Thanks a lot. Uh, awesome. Thanks, sir. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Josh. If you liked the episode, please click the like button. You can always subscribe as well. And you can find all of our shows on our website, justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.